You're listening to the I Don't Know, Let's Ask My Mom podcast. I'm your coach, Karen, and you're listening to episode eight, Are You Being Your Own Bully? Okay, episode eight. This is Karen introducing <laughs> our episode because Annika wanted a break from introducing because she thinks that's the most awkward part. How was that? That was pretty good. <laughs> Better than me. All right. Episode eight. We are going to talk today about something that I think everyone could benefit from, including myself. I have noticed lately in coaching with people that. We are bullies to ourselves. So Karen's going to talk about that today. We are so good at just placing these really general labels on ourselves. Okay? We we do this all the time. And then we don't realize how seriously our brain takes that label. Okay? So I'm awkward. I'm needy. I'm lonely. Okay. Those are labels. And and you think you're just, when you think that to yourself and you label yourself as something like that, you think that you're just having a realization, right? Like I'm just learning about myself. If that's not what it is, you're actually taking a feeling and you're giving it a tight, you're giving yourself a title when really you're just experiencing a feeling. Okay, I'm feeling awkward right now. Okay, I'm feeling needy right now. That is very, very different than I am needy. I am awkward. Okay, so that's what I want to talk about today. I think that's really good. Um, Annika? Well, I was just going to say, so when you told me you wanted to do this topic, I started thinking about maybe ways I label myself or people around me label ourselves. And one thing that came to mind was. Whenever we, like, take a personality test or, for example, like, the love language test, um, I feel like that's kind of labeling ourselves because really when, I mean, I think we all do have love languages and I feel like we all feel love a certain way and give love a certain way. But when we tell ourselves, oh, I only give love through acts of service. I or I only, only feel that. love. Yeah, or I only feel love yeah. through words of affirmation. Right. Then you just, you, you, you aren't able to see how someone else loves because you've given yourself that I only can Mm -hmm. feel love if you do this one thing, which is limiting yourself because there's been times like I can just say mine is words of affirmation, but sometimes my husband will do an act of service, right? Like something that I was meaning to do that I didn't get to. And he does it for me. Uh, I can feel love. Yeah. So I have to make sure that I don't limit myself by labeling myself only words of affirmation is Mm -hmm. the only way that I can feel love. That's so good. And like if you're giving love to someone, if you're just telling yourself, oh, I can only do it this one way, then you're not going to even try to do it other ways. When in reality, I feel like we can love in a couple different ways. I feel like a lot of people are. What is that? bilingual is that when you can speak oh yeah yeah like Like, your language your love language doesn't have to be just you might be generally words of affirmation Mm -hmm. but you can learn another language exactly but when you label yourself as just one thing you're not even going to look at other options 
So that's the first thing that came to my head. Or like when I take a personality test and I'm being told, oh, you love being an extrovert and talking to people. It's like, well, not always. Not always. <laughs> but, not always. But you look at it and you're yeah. like, okay, I guess that's how I am. Yeah. And you feel like you have to like live yeah. that way. Yeah. You know but I mean? going back to where what we've been talking about, about our brains wanting to be right, right? Mm-hmm. It's really, really important that you recognize what labels you're, you're, you're giving your brain to create. So just an example, too, is my son, who has ADHD, sometimes at, at school, he might struggle with, like, reading a social cue. And there's been times when someone tells, has told him, you're awkward, right? So sometimes those labels can come from other people, right? And then we, we believe them, and then we, we kind of label ourselves as that. And he's told me several times, I'm just awkward. I'm just awkward. Yeah. And it's like, then he creates it. Like if, if, and we're going to talk more about how I can show you how you will create it, right? Because our brain wants to be right more than it wants to like serve us. It just wants to make, it thinks it's serving us by making us right. Yeah. But it doesn't serve us because then we end up creating whatever we thought. Mm -hmm. So, um, and just a little tiny, funny example, um, is I told myself my whole life, I'm not a seafood person. Right. If you listen to at last episode, I that was two episodes ago, two episodes ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love sushi. So even now, even now, because I have told myself that so many times we'll be out with friends. Oh, I'm not a seafood person. Oh, I'm not a seafood. But I've repeated to myself so many times that even now when I eat it, I'm like, this is so weird. I'm such a rebel <laughs> because I have believed it. And so it's important that you recognize what are you labeling yourself? What, what are some, maybe some feelings that you're feeling that you're making actually a label and basically name calling yourself like a bully would, right? Okay. So maybe let's talk about the formula for how our thoughts play out in, co- in life coaching. They like to call it the model. And so maybe explain the model and how that works, because that can help us kind of see how a thought turns into everything else. Okay. That's good. Okay. And I like how you say they, like we're like aliens, <laughs> like those human people. Um, all right. So how the model works, um, at least for um, life coach school, trained life coaches, this is what they follow is the model. And how the model works is you have a circumstance and then you have a thought and then you have a feeling and then you have actions and then you have a result. Okay. And this is what we use to help show people how important their thoughts are. Okay. So we use it as like an awareness tool. It's not a problem solving tool. It's just awareness because you can't think something new until you understand what you were thinking what's actually happening and being created from that. So, so you'll have a circumstance, which was the first one, right? That's something that we can't control. It's just something that happens in the world around you that that you can't control. So it's usually the actions of someone else, um, the weather, um, anything that you don't, you can't control. Okay. And then you have a thought about that. And that is huge because uh, as you go down, you'll see that you will create it. So just an example of um, a thought that in what we're talking about as far as labeling ourselves. Let's do, I'm so lonely or I'm so left out. 
right? Like I'm, I, they left me out. Let's go with that. Okay. So you have something happens and in a circumstance where you see a bunch of people doing one thing and you have the thought I'm being left out. Okay. And then you have a feeling right after that. Okay. What Annika, what would you be feeling if you had the thought I'm being left out? I'd be feeling distant. Okay. Um, sad. Okay. And I'd be feeling unloved. See, and this is why it's important to, it's not going to be the same for everyone, right? Annika would feel distant and sad. I'd feel unloved. Okay. So then you look at when you're feeling that way, what are the things that you're doing? Okay. Um, we both, I'm sure Annika in our lives have felt that. So what, Mm -hmm. when you're feeling sad, what, what are some things that you would be doing if it came from I'm being left out and you're feeling sad? Like my actions? Yeah. Like how do you, this, this would be, actions would include how do you show up, mm-hmm. right? How was your behavior look? If I was watching you and you were in a movie, what would I be seeing when you're feeling sad? They would be, I'd probably not want to talk to anyone, distance myself from people, mm-hmm. um, cry. Mm-hmm. Those um, are good. Yeah. Okay. What would you not be doing? I would not be talking to people. I would not be putting myself out there. I wouldn't be happy and laughing and smiling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you, you list, you figure out all the things that you're doing from that feeling. And, and it's, and this is again, why a coach is helpful because sometimes you'll start saying actions, but they're actually coming from a different thought. And you get, you get, you have to stay focused on the one that you chose, which is I'm being left out. Okay. So if Annika starts listing an action that has nothing to do with that, your coach will catch it and be like, oh, wait, we're going back to like distant and sad. What are you doing when you're distant and sad? Mm-hmm. And so Annika said all the things and then you see a result in the end. And again, it's, it's a coach that's really good at understanding how this model works that can help you see. For example, some people will just relist their feeling. Okay. So like, I'll say, what do you think the result is of all of these actions or non-actions? And they'll say, I'm sad. So a lot of people think their result is that they're just feeling the feeling, but really there's an actual result for you. Mm -hmm. And it's always personal for you. And so in this example, I would tell Annika, your result is you're leaving yourself out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Darn. You, That's a you good one. through your actions of that feeling and that thought, you just leave yourself out. Yeah. You don't create any opportunity to not be left out because your brain wants to be right. So that is why I wanted to talk about this today is because, again, you can't fix thoughts unless you understand how much they are what what until you understand what they are actually resulting in yeah okay and um again my son is like i'm awkward at school and then and then in his actions he's questioning himself he's wondering if he should say anything right people that shows up in your energy and people are like yeah too much work <laughs> you're awkward right like the result is I am awkward. And and we could do this with any label that you're labeling yourself. So 
again, just really important that you see that a feeling doesn't make you that person. Okay? Feeling anger doesn't make you an angry person. It just makes you in a feeling of anger. Yeah, that's good. And I feel like the model has really helped me a lot. And I feel like it's just good to have a coach because you can do the model by yourself. You can tell yourself, okay, what am I thinking right now? What are my actions right now? But it's really nice to be able to talk to someone about once you maybe do have that model figured out, how to switch it so like your thought actually is benefiting you. And you're like, you can like change the way you're looking at certain, yeah. at a certain and, and again, like you can't do that until you know, exactly. right? And so sometimes once someone really does see, like the most powerful thing I feel about the model is that you really do start understanding that your feeling came from your thought, not from the circumstance. Mm-hmm. And it does, it, t- it took me a long time to like really like understand that and to actually like let my brain see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But really, that's amazing because that makes us very powerful, right? Mm-hmm. If, if a circumstance can't determine our feelings and our actions and our results, think about how powerful we are, yeah. right? Yep. Um, so, but yeah, so after someone recognizes the thought and how it's, what it's actually really creating, then we can go back and reverse engineer it. So we can go, okay, well, what do you want our result to be? Okay, I don't want to be left out. Okay, well, let's now work backwards mm-hmm. and find the feeling that you need, and then let's create it. Yeah. And like you, that's why it's just so important to just first figure out what your thought is, or in this specific case, like what you're labeling mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And, so. you know, one thing that I, I've kind of learned to make sure with when I have a new client um, and I'm like, like doing that first little consultation. It's like, do you really want to be coached? Do you really want to see? Are you open to possibly being wrong? Yeah. And again, like that was something that I struggled with at the beginning. Oh, me too. Like I really Same. did. Like I, I felt safer in my thoughts than actually realizing my own power in that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny. It's, it is normal to be resistant. Well, because your brain doesn't want to be wrong. Right. So someone's right. telling you you're but wrong. Like, you're but like, someone's no. trying to help you see how powerful you are. Like, and you still resist it. That just goes to show how much your brain does want to be right. Yeah. And so it's a, that's a question I ask people. Like, are you ready to like be wrong? Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but sometimes when we do label ourselves something, we take it on like an identity, like a badge, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and we don't, and then we don't, when in that, like we've talked about how our brain will hyper-focus on something, right? You, you give yourself this label, you're wearing it like it's your new, like, yeah. responsibility. And your brain isn't looking for ways that that might not be the case in the future. Yeah. Right? Like, I might not, I might just be experiencing this right now. But when we label it, it's like... Done and done. Mm-hmm. I'm now a certified needy person. Yeah. And I think naturally as human beings, we want to figure ourselves out. We want to kind of like 
see what makes us different from other people. So I think mm-hmm. sometimes oh, we use it against we ourselves. Use it against like ourselves. this is how I'm different. I'm yeah. awkward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we end up labeling ourselves, but actually like holds us back in the end. But really, we were trying to find what makes us unique, yeah. and we we just went let, we went too let, far. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. You know. So yeah. So sometimes I think that it's like we become our own little bully, right? Like, what do bullies do? They name call. They label. They they their goal is to put something in your head to stop you from joy yeah. and happiness, right? Mm-hmm. They want to put a label on you to stop you so that they can now not feel threatened by you, yeah. right? Or that they can feel better about themselves somehow. Okay, so we do that to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny because... <laughs> I don't even know if you're okay to talk about it, but Annika (laughs) cannot watch Zootopia. (laughs) Is that okay to share? That's personal. Okay. So when she was younger, like she literally could not handle the little part where... Well, that only came out a couple years ago. That's true. So I was trying to to throw you a bone there, but like, okay. Um... So the part where the little boy's in his, the little fox is in his little scout, scout uniform, thinking he's a scout. I'm a scout. And the bully's like, you're a savage. You're a whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Listeners, she's crying. Not crying. She's crying. I'm just trying to blow. So we, it's a really sad part. We know at the Edwards house that we only watch Zootopia when Annika's not around. She, (laughs) she struggles with the bully thing. And it's been like that with any movie. And I tried to, I tried when she was young, I'm like, but something sometimes has to go wrong so that you can find the solution. And then we get to feel happy. And she's just like, nope, 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 (laughs) nope, nope. (laughs) Are you okay? Um, Anyway, so, um, yeah. So just, just like, we know that bullying is so the damage that it can cause. Right. But we only think of it as what we do to each other. Yeah. But what what I want people to see is when we label ourselves that is like becoming your own little personal bully. Right? Yeah. And just trying to limit ourselves and make excuses for ourselves. It's so sad because we stay we really do stay away from people that bully us or are mean to us. Like we mm-hmm. try to stay away from mm-hmm. people like that. But we we have yeah. one in our head yeah. sometimes. And, that, and then and then look at how we do try to get away from that too by buffering. Oh, yep. We do try to escape ourselves. That's why, like, again, like why sometimes we don't want to be alone with ourselves. We buffer with other people. Yeah. Right. We buffer with other things, anything to not feel our own little bully talking to us. Yeah. So. Because when you're alone, what are you saying to yourself? Oh, you're so lazy. Yeah. You need to go do this. Or, yeah. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so then you're like, well, I'm getting out of here. I'm getting away from them. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to be nice to yourself. And to see yeah. what you're labeling yourself yeah. so you can kind of stop it. Yeah. And then when you learn how to do that, you can really start seeing that you get to change. But labels don't give you any space to grow and change. I am just this person and this is how it is. Yeah. I don't change. Right. Um, but also one of the benefits of doing this work and realizing and and figuring out how you talk to yourself is that bullies bully right like people who are bullied bully right yeah. people who don't feel good about themselves 
it shows up in their relationships. So not only would like you figuring this out help your relationship with yourself, but it would create such wonderful relationships with other people because that that energy would change. Yeah. So again, if if you're looking to like have better relationships with other people, be nice right? to yourself. That's where it will start because you can't give away something you don't have. Oh yeah. You really can't. And so self-compassion, self-love, self-acceptance is important because it you can't give that if you don't know what it feels like. Yeah. And you don't experience it. And I think people a lot of the times this is just a side thing, but people think like self-love and caring for yourself is kind of selfish. Like worry about others. That'll make you feel better. And I think that's true. But you also have to realize like you're not going to be nice to others if you're not nice to yourself. So yeah. it starts with It's yourself. selfish when it's only like it's 100% just for you. Yeah. But when you are filling yourself so that you can fill others, that's a, that's totally different. Yes, that's, yeah. It's like I want to I learn what this feels like so I can give it. Mm-hmm. If you don't give empathy to yourself, you don't have the skill of giving it to someone else. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean spend all your time thinking about you. Right. Selfish is what can I get? What can I get? What exactly. can I get? That's not selfish mm-hmm. to learn those skills of compassion, empathy, yeah. unconditional love so you can give them. Yeah. yeah. Because how the, the, the way we tend to think is eventually going to like progress toward other people. Yeah. And if you're just focused on finding the negative in yourself all the time, that's a habit, right? And you'll start doing it to other people. So an example that I have that I was thinking about, like how I label myself or Uh how I've labeled myself in the past, something that in the past I've labeled myself is I'm not very adventurous. Uh I'm just not an adventurous person. Okay, but before you keep going, where did you first notice that you were labeling? Did it come from someone else's a comment someone said? Where did you attach yourself to the label? Um, I think it happened when I first went up to school. Okay. Because I just... Like, try to find when it happened. You're, just yeah. a, you're around newer people and people that have different life experiences than you. And growing up, like, I live in a city. You know, it's not like I went out farming every day or like mm-hmm. went on a hike every weekend, but I was around people that did do that, that like grew up like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, you're not adventurous. You're not an outdoors person. You're not adventurous at all. So mm-hmm. that was just something, no one said that to me ever. That was just something I kind of told myself mm-hmm. and kind of kept it. Cause I was like, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Just kind of a label. You know, I was like, Oh, I'm learning more about myself. I'm not adventurous. You know did what it, I mean? did it feel negative at the time? Um, or was it just your way no, of finding how, like, a unique thing about it, you? It it was just a unique thing about me. It didn't feel negative, but also, like, I was just like, yeah, be confident about it. You're not an outdoors person. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But um, over the years, I've kind of been like, so that stops me from, people are like, let's go do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not an outdoors person. You know, like, oh, I'll say that. Yeah. But, like, I don't even think if I really But you'll say that it. to them? I'll say it. Oh, So wow. it kind of backfired on me <laughs> because then people just think that's how I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident about it. So Mm -hmm. people are like, yeah, she's just not an outdoors person. Mm -hmm. But I started thinking about it. We, I went on this like hike a couple years ago, like two years ago, Mm -hmm. and it was really pretty. And I was really taking it. And I was like, I love this. 
I actually love the outdoors. And like, it's so pretty. And I was like feeling how beautiful it was. And I was like, wait, I think I do love being outside. And I think I love going on adventures and stuff. And I saw that side of me, but it was really hard to get out of the, you're not an outdoors person. You're, you're not an adventurous person because I told myself that for so long. So I feel like only recently I've been like, yeah, that's not even true. But it took some time because I was telling myself that for yeah. so long. It just made me think of when I was um, first diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and I hurt all the time. I did label myself as weak or just really? a hard person to have around. Aww. Really? Wow, I just thought of that. Yeah. And so I've, I kind of carry that label around like I'm weak. And so even when it comes to Or like I'm, fixed, I'm difficult. Oh, wow. You know, because, yeah. like, I came up with that label because I take all these medications. I have to do a shot every weekend. No, you know, my husband, he has no medications. So I, I and my kids, like, no health problems. Like, and I, here's my little plethora, you know, mm -hmm. of medication every day. And I just use that against myself. Like, I'm a weak person. <laughs> and, and that's what's just so crazy is actually it shows I'm a strong person. Yeah. It, but you can't because I it keep when you're going, that. and actually, I figured look it out. How strong you are! Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, wow, go figure! This <laughs> podcast just enlightened Karen. <laughs> but yeah, but you see how you could actually be the exact opposite of that label, and yeah. you would never see it. Your brain won't let you because yeah. that's how strong the label is. It is strong, so be very careful. Yeah, the labels that you give yourself. Make sure it's not just a feeling. There were moments, At a certain moment. Yeah, yeah, there were moments where I felt very weak, right? Like I yeah. could barely walk, right? I couldn't open a can of anything. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was experiencing the feeling of weak. Mm -hmm. But, but I am not a weak mean... person. So I should have been very, very careful about that because I carried that for a while. And when I look at me and my family, I'm the weak one. I'm the one that's hard. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So anyway, interesting. Yeah. So Annika's outdoorsy. Everyone <laughs> and anyone should call her for camping at any time. Well, that's not true. <laughs> and it, that's the thing also is like, there were times where someone's like, let's go do this. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really sound fun. So I'm like, oh, that's just proving to myself that I'm not adventurous. But it's also but like, how about I'm not times... in an adventurous mood right now. Exactly. Yeah. So, don't limit yourself. Don't Do limit not yourself. limit yourself. Yeah. And I was definitely limiting myself at that time. And you were too. Exactly. So anyway, so, that was good. Yeah. So another thing that I think would be helpful, just like, you know, how you got emotional when I started talking about the little fox in his scout uniform. Well, it's a really sad thing. They put like a thing over his... A muzzle. I know. It's well, right. it's really it's sad. Right. Okay. It is sad. Okay. okay. We all agree with you. Okay. I'm just you. saying, guys. <laughs> Go watch it right now. You'll cry. <laughs> Whoever cries, DM Annika so we know that she, so she can label herself as normal. <laughs> um, but also, um, this, uh, there's this exercise that I did in one of my programs that I'm in. And it's like, you take a picture of yourself as a child. All right. And, and like around the age of like six or seven and just for the listeners, maybe do this. Yeah. Okay. That's you before the world's impact hit you, right? We all came up with thinking habits um, 
I don't want to get too far into like the word like yeah. that, but we all came up with thinking habits to to keep ourselves safe, right? Like we we came into this world with natural gifts, um, but we sometimes overuse them to a place that they don't serve us, and they become like a sabotage. Okay, um, so anyway, so but when we came in the world, we came with these natural abilities and gifts, but the world's impact on us because the world does have a lot of negative in it. We've had to use them to survive and then mm-hmm. we overuse them. And anyway, so we did this exercise where we look at this picture of us as this kid before that effect of the world where we're just living our best life. Mm-hmm. Right. And Annika, you should, Annika did this exercise and I think you, let's both post the pictures we used. Yeah. Okay. okay? That kind of show our natural, like what we were born with gifts. Yeah. And, and so just, it would be interesting as a, as a, as just an idea is to like, get that picture of yourself and just really see that, 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 that person is in you. It's just the world's added a lot of other things to help us survive. Right. And thoughts and habits of thinking that we didn't have them, but that child and that, those natural gifts and that essence of that person is us. It's in there with us. Okay. And so it's just kind of crazy to, to think that when you label yourself, you're limiting that per kid, right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine just like being with that little kid and being like, you're weak. You're not going to like seafood. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. seafood is not going to be your thing. And they're like, what? They're like, darn. Like, and they here, here they're, they're like young and the whole world's in front of them. And you're just, so just, yeah. it, it, it would just be an interesting thing. Like yeah. a thing to think about. A of, exercise. Like the way you bully yourself. That little, that kid is in you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's part of you. And, and just picturing what that would really look like to like say that to yourself. Yeah. Right. So you have to, we'll post our pictures. Yeah, we'll post of, and like, it's funny. Like I, I realized every picture I found of myself is like me holding something. I was mothering something, Yeah, whether it's a puppy or a doll or a sibling. And so it's just like really interesting to see like that, that was part of me before I even could know it was. Yeah. We were born with certain like just gifts. gifts Annika's, her picture shows she was. Oh my! <laughs> she was something. <laughs> she was. What's the word? I don't even just, know. I think like, it's like I don't want to say sassy, but not in a negative way. Sassy. Yeah. Just like not afraid to like doesn't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. It and was in just every this, picture. I'm wearing something weird. I'm doing like, something <laughs> crazy, and just no, don't care. You know. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. We can it's both just like, see like little things. Little where it's things like, that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, something just for our listeners to maybe mm-hmm. try out and just when you see yourself limiting and labeling yourself, just picture doing that to your younger self yeah. and it kind of just gives you a whole new view of it. Yeah. So just from here, like maybe just this will help you kind of see like different ways you label yourself. The best thing you can do is just start to notice the labels you're giving yourself and just start seeing, oh, or asking yourself, is this even true? about myself is it even real and even if you think it is it doesn't have to be yeah that's it really doesn't have to be carrot eat sushi yeah my label wasn't true Mm -hmm. i actually am a seafood lover yeah so they're like can we be done with that can we be done with that (laughs) they're like okay we get it you like seafood (laughs) (laughs) we're only gonna talk about it in the next five episodes we talk about sushi a lot it's just a good example (laughs) 
without like sharing too much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to remind you guys to go follow us on our Instagrams. The podcast Instagram is IDK, let's ask my mom. And my mom's Instagram is KarenEdwards.coaching. So go follow us. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. We're happy. I'm happy to answer any questions that come up from this episode. If if you have questions about yourself and maybe some labels that you've given yourself, feel free to reach out. I'll mm-hmm. help you. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.